from 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. This is the K1 Podcast. Welcome to the K1 Podcast. I'm Kevin Zimmerman, joined by Rudy Carpenter. And the Cardinals are coming off a 31-9 loss to the New Orleans Saints. And a lot to unpack here just because you lose David Johnson for the second week in a row. You lose Chase Edmonds going into that game. And so Kyler Murray's kind of back to square one where he was at the start of the season. He was 19 for 33, 220 yards, no picks, no touchdowns, took three sacks. And really, I think this is just Cliff Kingsbury passing a lot, only 11 rushes. So what did you take from that game? Well, I just think if we were being, if we are being honest, especially based on the last three weeks of, of doing this podcast, I think... The Saints game is actually the real representation of who this Cardinals team is. And I understand that when you beat the Bengals by three points, I think they're still a winless football team. When you beat the Falcons by one point, I believe they're a one-win football team. When you beat the Cardinals by, by or I'm sorry, the New York Giants by six points, who, who now is a two-win football team, there was a lot to get excited about. We talked about it a lot on this podcast. You can only play the teams on your schedule. You should never apologize for, for winning football games in any fashion. It's very hard to win in the NFL, no matter who you're playing. But those three teams are teams who are terrible. They're, they're awful teams. And the Cardinals, yes, they won those games, but they didn't win in convincing fashion. And when you go look at, at Kyler Murray's stat line uh, in, in all of the games outside of those three games, it's pretty similar to what the stat line is with the New Orleans Saints, which is 19 for 33, 220 yards. He's averaging 6.7 uh, yards per attempt. He sacked three times for 19 yards. You know, the rating is 77. That's that's pretty much where the stat line was in almost every game uh, prior to those three victories. And so I think this is the real representation of who the Cardinals are, not scoring touchdowns, kicking field goals. This game was also very, it made it very, very transparent the lack of depth on this football team, both offensively and defensively. And again, I go back to this, which is, let's also not forget, I understand this podcast is about Kyler Murray. I, I totally understand it. But again, you're playing a, a Drew Brees who's just coming off of surgery, first game back, nowhere near 100% healthy no matter what he says. And he has a rating of 116, 34 for 43, 373 yards, eight yards uh her attempt, you know, when the ball is caught, obviously three touchdowns, one interception. This also goes back to what the defense is doing. And so, again, I, to me, this is just where the organization is right now. They are not a good football team. They don't have any depth. They've missed on a ton of draft picks. They need to get Kyler Murray help. They're hurt, which exposes their depth issues more. And now they're scrambling, trying to trade guys who are who, who I like Kenyon Drake, but he's in the last year of his contract. So uh, essentially, if you really look at it, the Miami Dolphins got Josh Rosen for free. To your point, I mean, look, when we went into that three-game winning streak before it, they lost to the Seahawks. I mean, Kyler, that might have been one of his worst games. And it, to your point, his quarterback ring was essentially the same as it was in this past game and essentially the same as that Giants game where he hardly threw it because it was raining. I mean, that's just where we are. And when you look at the defensive talent, when you talk about the lack of depth, like, their linebackers, their two starting linebackers are going in on the injured list. And you're like, if they can't go, and Hassan Reddick was being subbed out a lot of that time for Joe Walker. I mean, this 
the Saints ran all over them in the first half, and it was 10 to 6. And you kind of had this feeling like they're lucky to be in this game, but they're the Saints are just doing what the Seahawks did, setting up how to wear down that defense. Um, and then that takes you to that third quarter, that third and one that they didn't get, and then it's a fourth and one that they didn't get, and that was the ball game. Did you did you like that sequence? Did what did you think? Do you even? think that's that that's big of a deal look I don't think it's that big of a deal I, I really don't you saw Joe Flacco come out this week and kind of blame the coaching staff for not being more aggressive in, in two minutes you've seen some people question Matt Nagy this week uh, and not trying to get closer to kick a field goal for his his kicker that essentially lost them the game look you can question these coaching decisions all day long at the end of the day it's Going back to what we've been talking about all along, all season long, Kyler Murray is a very good football player. Kyler Murray is developing just fine. Kyler Murray can make special plays. Kyler Murray has once-in-a-generation talent. Kyler Murray, in my opinion, can be a franchise quarterback. But again, that play stems from them not being able to do anything all game long, whether it's on offense, whether it's on defense. They're just not able to get anything going. Some of the bigger plays the Cardinals have gotten this season's come off of the, the trick and plays where you're throwing some type of you know hook and lateral. I mean, making this up, obviously, some type of trick play, a hook and lateral or a flea flicker or some kind of double pass, and all that is great. But but But... Cliff Kingsbury and, and, and the scheme and the coaching staff can only come up with so many of those plays. You have to be able to run your base offense and execute. You have to be able to run your base defense and execute. You have to be able to line up on third and four, third and five, third and six in those third and manageable plays and execute on third down and keep your offense on the field. And on, on defense, you have to be able to come up with stops and get off of the field. And that's what all of these teams are able to do. So my point is, is with that with that fourth and one call, this is a team who's who hasn't been explosive. They haven't been able to score points. They're not able to get anything going. And, and Cliff Kingsbury is just trying anything. And I think his mentality is, look, if we're going to lose this game, which we probably are, let's just shoot all of our bullets. And for me, I don't really have a problem with that. I mean, the final score being 31 to nine, he saw it coming and it, they would have had a better chance, obviously, if they had gotten that. So why not go for it? Um, going back to the weapons that Kyler Murray is lacking around him. I mean, I, Keyshawn Johnson wasn't dressed. So basically your three receivers that you're like oh we're loading up our we're loading up our weaponry this offseason they're not being used I mean Hakeem Butler's hurt that's different in a way Andy Isabella saw a couple snaps but I mean that's that's the crux of it right now. Well, look, I, mean, I hate to break it to you. If you're going to rely on a six-round pick rookie to be a big playmaker for you, you got problems already. People are talking about Larry Fitzgerald's kind of disappeared the last couple of weeks or he hasn't been able to make the big plays. When you're a defense, when you're a defense and you're able to hone in on one guy and, and, and put your defensive resources around one guy and take him out of the game, well, it's, it's pretty easy to do that. When you don't have a healthy David Johnson, you don't have a healthy Chase Edmonds, it makes it very, very difficult. So again, we're coming back to the same argument, which is the Josh Rosen-Kyler Murray argument. Kyler Murray's a great player. I love the draft pick, but all I'm saying is, is he's having the same issues that Josh Rosen had, which is he doesn't have a great, he doesn't have a great, uh, uh, depth around him at the skill positions he doesn't have a lot of depth on the offensive line he he doesn't have a lot of weapons around him and the ones that he does have Chase Edmonds David Johnson Christian Kirk Larry Fitzgerald outside of Larry Fitzgerald all of those guys have dealt with injuries 
You're just putting way too much pressure on Kyler Murray. You're essentially telling Kyler Murray he has to score on every single possession in order to give this team a chance to win, and it's just too difficult. Number one, it puts way too much pressure on your offensive scheme. It puts way too much pressure on your play caller, and it puts way too much pressure on your quarterback to try to score on every drive. And then all of a sudden, you get behind in games, and now it puts more pressure on everybody because now you're one-dimensional, you're a throwing football, team everybody in the stadium knows that so now you got to deal with the crowd noise you got to deal with defensive linemen really good ones guys like cam jordan who can get in their sprinter stance and pin their ears back and, and just come off the edge and make it very difficult for your offensive tackles you allowed the defensive play caller on the other side of the ball to come up with all kinds of different looks to really try to confuse your quarterback especially a young quarterback and it just makes it really 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 difficult for them to execute on a high level you've probably been through this i imagine where you're preparing on a short week um you don't have a running back who knows the offense really i mean the two backups we presume zach zenner and alfred morris are going to be the backups and they got here what last tuesday wednesday Kenyon drake's gonna have to learn it within two days i mean what is the pressure just on Kyler as far as, okay, so he's going to be kind of babysitting the running back. He's going to be preparing for an opponent that's really good this week. I mean, can you kind of take us to to the quarterback's perspective of what that's like this week for him? Yeah, this situation is very hard for a team. People don't appreciate the brutality of football and how long it takes you to recover. In a short week, there's zero recovery time. When you're coming up on a short week, you're, you're kind of doing dual game plans. You've prepared all week for the Saints. You spent all your time and effort on that, but you're still kind of watching film, kind of paying attention to what the 49ers are doing, trying to formulate some thoughts there. I guarantee you, as soon as they got on the plane, back from New Orleans. It was already game plan mode for the 49ers. Cliff Kingsbury has half of that building before the Saints game doing advanced scouting on the 49ers and putting a plan together. This, it's why I brought it up early in this podcast, this is the type of week where running your base offense and being able to execute your base plays is super important. You're not going to be able to spend a ton of practice time walking through blitzes, spend a ton of practice time on how you're going to uh, block Nick Bosa, spend a ton of practice time how you're going to you know stop their creative run game. There's not a lot of time that goes into this. Also for them, so when you're a coaching staff and when you're a player on this team, what you're really trying to do in the short week is say, okay, let's find out what this team does from a base defense standpoint. Let's find out what we can do from our base offense standpoint. What personnel groupings are we going to use? What shifts and motions are we going to use? What route concepts and run game stuff are we going to use? A lot of that stuff is their base offense or stuff they've used in previous weeks. A lot of this same game plan will probably carry over two weeks from now when they play the 49ers again. It makes it very, very difficult. This is the type of week where having the trick em plays and the, the the deception plays and all that stuff, it goes out the window. You have to be able to line up, run your base offense, and count on your playmakers, your franchise players, the guys you pay a lot of money to, to win on offense, to beat man coverage. Kyler has to be able to understand the blitzes he's getting at the ball out of his hands, change protections. Your your offensive line has to be able to understand who they're sliding to or who they're blocking, who the backs are chipping, those types of things. That's where the running back thing with 
uh, Alfred Morris and Zach and and and, and the Zenner kid, and then obviously uh, Kenyon Drake. Uh, Kenyon yeah. Drake. This is where it becomes very difficult because you're playing a very good defense. You're playing a very good front seven. Robert Saleh, the defensive coordinator for the for, for the Niners, is probably going to be in the running for you know defensive uh, coordinator of the year. Nick Bosa is going to be in the running for defensive rookie of the year and possibly defensive player of the year. You have a lot to deal with, and it's going to be very very difficult. Offensive football is much more difficult than defensive football. So the defensive side of the ball will have the advantage. And the unfortunate part is, I think the San Francisco 49ers in this week's game are going to be able to line up and run the football right at the Arizona Cardinals and make it very difficult. And they're going to be able to create some plays in the pass game. And it's going to be too much for the Cardinals to overcome, especially on a short week with with the amount of health issues that they're having. So the the Saints really had the formula to beat the Cardinals I mean they just wore them down one time of possession 38 to 22 and that's exactly what the 49ers did I mean the last three weeks they've run the ball 38 39 and 41 times I mean that's I I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo has gone over 200 yards maybe in one of those games um so let's not let's not forget and I'm not trying to be a hater on the Cardinals I'm not I'm a fan but let's not forget that a a a quarterback making his first start in the NFL an undrafted free agent came to Arizona Cardinals Stadium and won by 18 points crushed him threw for four touchdowns zero interceptions went off went off yeah that team this week got absolutely obliterated by the San Francisco 49ers this is going to be a very difficult game for the 49ers. It's going to be a very di- I mean, I'm sorry, for the Arizona Cardinals. And it's going to be a very difficult stretch. And I think that really, really it's bad timing because the, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks, a 2-5 and five football team, that's a game the Cardinals can win. But it's going to be hard on a short week. You just got blasted by the Saints. Short week playing the 49ers, one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFL. Then you have to go all the way to Tampa and play on an early game and then come back and play the 49ers again. This is going to be a very, very tough stretch, especially with the amount of injuries that they have. And we are, you talked about the blueprint earlier. We already know what the blueprint is. The defense is going to give up a lot of points. They've been doing that all year long. Yep. Everybody knows that. So what does that do? It forces Cardinals and Kyler Murray to be a one-dimensional football team. No matter how good Kyler Murray is, it's very, very difficult. That's the blueprint. Score on offense because you can, and on defense, it's going to totally limit the, the the type of scheme that Cliff Kingsbury can come up with, which is why the Arizona Cardinals hired him to be a creative play caller, to be a creative game planner, and, and, and he just can't be that when they're when they're down by four. 14, 17, 21 points immediately. I mean, that's why Kyle Shanahan is so successful because he has those guys and he has so many different things he can do. Fullbacks, I mean, jet sweeps. They just got a receiver who's actually like maybe a number one with Emmanuel Sanders, and we haven't even talked about that. Um, With Cliff, I mean, how do you game plan for this? Because can you ride your running back who just got there and try to get the run game going? They're obviously going to have to try or make you think that they're trying. Or do you just kind of, I mean, there's the San Francisco 49ers, I think, are number one in fewest passing yards allowed per game. 
do you just have to take underneath stuff with Kyler, get the ball out of his hands so he's safe? Like, how do you attack this? Well, look, I think that's the that's the question, too, because you are coming off a short week. You aren't healthy. You don't want to roll your rookie quarterback out there, Kyler Murray, and let guys like Nick Bosa just tee off on him. But you also don't want to put him in situations where he's dropping back and throwing the ball 45 times up in the air to guys like Richard Sherman. It makes it very difficult. Kyle Allen learned that last week. So... This, this is where you would like to be able to depend on your run game to, you know, kind of help bail out your quarterback. I just don't see that that happening. I just think that the depth issues on between these two teams, the, the Niners and the and the Cardinals, is is massive. The 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 difference in health is is pretty massive. And, and I think this is going to it, it's gonna keep on being exposed as every week goes on, especially when you're in a short week. So I don't know. I don't know what what the Arizona Cardinals can do um, in this game to even be competitive. I would say turnovers. You have to get really lucky with. They're going to have. I mean, you said they have to do base offense, and the good news is some of the plays they've had. I guess you could say in the base offense is screen pass to the running back, get them out, and hope that like they don't have Chase Edmonds, but hope Kenyon Drake, I guess, could catch a little pass and take it the distance. I mean, those are the things that I guess you would at least keep the pass rush at bay a little bit. Sure, and you can use those backs. You can use some of those backs. Those guys are all professionals, been in the NFL a long time. Those guys, Alfred and Zach, and Ken, they've been in the NFL long enough to know they're not going to let free hitters come and just take off their quarterback's head. Those running backs are smart enough to know they can chip their way out on defensive ends when they're running their routes. They can they can wide release, hit the defensive end, then run their route. Look, I actually like all of these backs because they are veteran guys. They understand what they're doing. Whether or not they they know the offense or the scheme very well. It's all the same everywhere you go. Just called something different. They'll be able to pick it up pretty quickly. I really like Kenyon Drake. He's a good player. I think he's the kind of back that Cliff Kingsbury needs. Guys like Chase Edmonds and Dave Johnson and 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 Kenyon Drake are good players because they're guys who are good running the football. They're good catching the football. You can put them out at wide receiver, throw them routes. They can run routes. You can bring them back into the backfield and hand the ball off to them. You can they can pass protect. They're the type of players that Cliff Kingsbury needs. The only problem is, is I just think right now it's too little too late. So going into this game, I mean, we talked about it. It'd be really surprising if they pulled it off. Um, what do you want to see out of Kyler? Is it just keep up the no turnovers, play it safe, don't get hurt, um, just improve that way? Yeah, I just think Kyler needs to keep doing what he's doing. I, I always want to see Kyler improve situationally from a down and distance, from a rundown standpoint, a third down standpoint, a fourth down standpoint, from a situational standpoint as far as down the red zone, when to take chances, when to throw the ball away. Those types of things keep on creating and make plays. We saw Aaron Rodgers uh, make some great plays this last week, just just keeping the play alive and giving guys chances, throwing the ball up. Those are all great things Kyler can do. But I think Kyler's really going to help himself by, by not getting frustrated and just saying, you know what, we're losing these games. I'm just going to drop back and start throwing the ball up for grabs and hopefully our guys make plays. For Kyler, to me, just keep on making good decisions. Keep on playing within the offense. Keep on doing what you're coached to do. Understand there's hopefully a plan in place and that plan is long term. So don't put yourself in a situation right now, especially on a short week where something devastating can happen because you're trying to extend a play or make a big play in a game that, you know, might not matter. Uh, 49ers second in the to the Patriots in points allowed at just 11 per game. First in yards, fewest yards allowed, 224. It's going to be a tough battle. This week, this Thursday on Halloween, could be a little scary. 
<laughs> that's the theme, I guess. Uh, that's Rudy Carpenter. I'm Kevin Zimmerman. Thanks for listening. <laughs>